looks warm, man. seated. If you would uh, open your Bibles to the book of um, Hebrews with me, and uh, Hebrews chapter 11, and uh, we're going to dig right in um, to Hebrews chapter 11. I didn't get to finish this last week, and uh, I don't know if I'll get to finish it this week, but it's okay. We'll be just fine. Um, Hebrews 11.1, uh, when you have it, say amen. amen. All right, now faith It's the substance of things that are hoped for. It's the evidence of things that are not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. The Moffat translation of verse 1 here says, Now faith means that we are confident of what we hope for, convinced of what we do not see. Let me read that again. Now faith means that we are confident of what we hope for and convinced of what we do not what we do not see. The amplified version, I believe we have that on the screen there for you. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. And I love that last part of that. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So we entitled this message that's called Unlocking Your Faith. And we shared last week with you about how that, the way that we unlock our faith is first of all, we've got to figure out what the locks are that are holding our faith back. And then we need to find the right keys to deal with that. And uh, so I shared with you last Sunday about one of those locks that can get in our life is uncertain hope, where we're just not sure, uh, even though we might, we, might, we, we, we might say we hope, we're still questioning whether God will do something or, or not, which really speaks into our understanding of the character and nature of God. Um, Dr. Hagen said it like this, faith begins where the will of God is known, when we know what God's will is, then we know what belongs to us. 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says this is the confidence we have in Christ, that if we ask anything according to His will, then we know we have what we ask for, the petition that we've asked for. That there is a confidence that comes from knowing the one you're asking. Right? That you understand that you, you, you're coming knowing the one you're asking what his will already is, what he has already spoken. So hope becomes extremely important in our understanding. If we have uncertain hope, 
then we're just not sure. We're, we, we, we wish more than we really have biblical hope because we wish it would come to pass, but we're not sure it's going to come to pass. And I've had that happen at the altar before and uh, praying for someone, and I said to them, you know, is, is God going to answer your prayer? And they said, well, I hope so. Well, see, when you say, I hope so, that means then you're wondering about the character of God or the will of God in this situation, whether he will actually do what, we just, what he just said he would do. So, you probably heard this story before, but there was this guy that lived up in his family. They lived in the hills of the UP. You know, and so, you know, in, in the UP, you can get into some pretty remote places. And uh, where you think you hear banjo music, right? I mean, it's just way, you can get way out there in the Upper Peninsula. And uh, this guy had never been to town. He'd never taken his family to town. They had lived out in the sticks and, you know, and, and were enjoying life. But someone had stopped by their place one time and said, we'd like to take you to town. And so he said, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll go with you. And he got his family loaded into the, this individual's truck. They drove to town. And when they get to town, they're kind of just showing them around the different places, and there's a general store there. So they say, let's go into this general store. Well, while they're in the general store, and it's a colder time of year in the Upper Peninsula, and uh, while, while they're in this general store, the wife of the store owner says, Henry, it's cold in here. And so Henry goes, all right, I'll fix that, and walks over to the wall and puts his finger on the thermostat, and he moves the little slider to the right. And all of a sudden, the room starts to get warmer. Well, this man and his family firm up in the UP, he looks at his wife, and he says, Sarah, we need one of those. He said, how much is that? He says, it's $20. He says, I got $20 right here. I want one of those for my house. So he buys that thermostat. He takes it home, screws it into the wall, slides the slider up to 75 degrees, and he waits. <laughs> and here's what he says. It don't work. I must have got a bad one. Goes back to town the next week and says, look, you guys, you sold me a dud. This thing does not work. He said, no, it works. He said, did you check the furnace? He says, we don't have a furnace. <laughs> I thought, I didn't know when I needed a furnace. I thought I only needed that. He said, no, you've got to have a, you have to have a furnace to go with the thermostat. Now, here's how this plays out. So the thermostat is our hope. It's what sets the it's what we're expecting the environment to get to. Alright? Faith, without faith, it's impossible. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it doesn't matter how much hope you have, because it will not work unless hope is directing that faith. Faith has to be there. So faith is the furnace. And when we look at what, how we're believing God and how we're trusting God and, and how we're putting our faith to work, we have to realize that hope plays a very important role. Because when we, so in your home, and I'm sure you do this, 
If the environment is not right in your home, you go over to the thermostat and look at the thermostat. Right? And if the thermostat, if you don't like what it's set at, then you change what it's set at. So if you're wanting, you know, whatever, 70 degrees or 75 degrees or 68 is what we set ours to in the winter. But uh, if you don't like where it's at, then you're going to put it up. If you're too hot, you're going to lower it down. But realize that that's just your hope at work. See, but what it does is, is it gives you something to tell you where you're going. It gives you, it gives you a, in, in the midst of having still a room that's not changed, an environment that is still the same, or could we say it like this, circumstances that are still the same, it's what's happening on that thermostat that is telling you this is where you're going to get to if everything is working right. Okay? So you turn that up. What does it do? It sends a signal into your furnace, which is your faith, and faith is released into that environment. Energy is being, being produced in that faith that's actually changing the environment. Now, you walk over to your thermostat, your house, and you put up, let's say it's, it's 60 degrees, and you put it up to 65, does it instantly turn over to 65 degrees? Like, boom, there it is. No, it takes time, right? You have to be, but you trust that what's happening is working. And you will get to what you're hoping for. Right? So you, you set it, and you leave it. And you wait patiently for everything to do what it's supposed to do. And ten minutes later, if you've set it right, and it's still not up to the temperature you set it at, you don't go, it's not working. It's not happening. And start fidgeting with everything. If it, look, if, you're, if, you are, if you've set it, you have hope. If your furnace is running, then faith is at work, and eventually it will get you to the circumstances that you are believing for. Now, you cannot run that furnace without fuel. You cannot. I mean, you know, I have propane tanks at my house to run that fuel. So uh, you, a lot of you have gas lines in your house. Maybe you might have electric. It's not, there are not a lot of electric heaters in Michigan, but, but uh, they, they, you'll have some kind of a line running in that, that causes that to burn. Without the fuel, it doesn't matter how big the faith is or the furnace is because it's just going to sit there dormant until fuel is put into it. If fuel is put into it and the thermostat is set, then what's going to happen? We're going to have heat. That's going, we're going to have energy that's being released into the house. Or we're going to, now stay with me, we're going to have the power to change the circumstances. We have the power to change the, 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 the circumstances. It may take a little while, but we believe that because of our experiences with the faith and with the furnace and with the thermostat that all of that will produce what it needs to produce. So, 
we, we, we set that thermostat. If we have fuel going into that furnace, you say, well, what's the fuel? The fuel is the word of God. Because faith, how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. I love how that reads in the book of Romans. It doesn't say faith might come. It says faith comes. Which, once again, is an attribute of the character of God. If he says he's going to show up, he's going to show up. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So how do you fuel the furnace of your faith? You have to have that ferment, you have to fill, you have to have the right fuel running into it. And that fuel is the faith that you believing what the Word of God is saying. Believing and speaking. There's an output to faith. Everybody say output. There's an output to faith. Faith without works is dead, okay? Faith without, so if a furnace, no matter how much fuel is available, is not working, guess what? It's dead. And you can fiddle with the thermostat all you want to, but it isn't going to change the thing because the, fur, the faith is, your furnace is dead. Now you've got to figure out why it's dead, but you know what's going on with it. But, but here, and that's where we study and we, we, we grow in the Word. As we're putting the Word into our lives, we're putting the right fuel. You say, well, Pastor, you know, I've got my hope set for a miracle. And I mean, I've got my thermostat set high. I, 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 I really, I know what God can do. And I've got it set high. And, uh, and, 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 and I'm saying with my mouth, I believe I receive that in Jesus' name. But here's the thing. Just because you're saying that you believe it in Jesus' name doesn't mean you're fueling the furnace with what it needs to run. That's right, that's right. That's good. Because all this, because the Word of God and God are one, and because that furnace only works with faith. You know, it's like people tell me, well, I, it, it's like the guy Gary, that my friend, he said, uh, hey man, I believe in God for healing. I've got Bell, Bell's palsy. I don't know, you know, what to do. And I said, well, what, you know, I said, so what are you doing? He says, well, I'm, we're trust, we're believing in God. I said, are you are? He said, yeah. I said, what verses are you standing on? He said, I don't know. Are there any verses I can stand on? Now, most of you, because you go to this church, you're taught in the Word. So that I'm, when I tell you there are you know, verses to stand on, you probably know verses to stand on. But the question is, are you hearing those things that you need to be hearing, which is the Word of God, because that's where faith comes from, or are you hearing all kinds of other stuff? Because stuff is talking. I said stuff is talking. Your body talks to you. The people around you talk to you. Your doctor talks to you. Right? Your specialist talks to you. The newspaper talks to you. The media talks to you. Right? There's all kinds of things that are coming at you. But only, listen now, faith only comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. 
So I have, look, I can have this say, well, I'm trusting God, I'm believing God. And, and if I'm not putting the word, you say, well, then, Pastor, that almost sounds like it's works. No, it's not works. It's because I realize that the only way to get output is I got to put in the right input. And it's silly for me to think I'm going to have a different outcome if I'm putting in the wrong income. Now, there's one thing I didn't talk to you about, and that's uh, if you know anything about furnace systems, there's one thing that can cause problems for you, even if you have fuel and you have a furnace, faith, and you have a thermostat. And that's called the regulator. That's the regulator. And the regulator is usually, it's outside. It's usually not in the house. You know, when you, when you do your propane tanks for your barbecue, if, uh, you know, when you turn that, you turn that on, and it, if that regulator is plugged up, right, you could pull the tank up and go, well, I've got gas, I've got fuel, but why don't I have any fire? Why isn't anything working right? Because the regulator isn't right. Let me tell you about what that regulator does. That regulator keeps the gas from just blowing through there, blowing up, right? It regulates it out at a steady pace to the system so that the system will run right. You say, well, what is the regulator? It's love. It's love. Because your Bible tells you in the book of uh, Galatians 5, 6, faith works by love. So let me, let, me, let me put it in context. If that regulator is plugged up with, I'm not sure God loves me, even though I might be putting the word in and I might have the furnace for faith, and I might have all the hope in the world set to 90 degrees and really, you know, I'm wanting this, but I'm still going to go back to that regulator if that regulator's plugged up and I don't know who I am and what I have and what I can do, that regulator will not get the flow that it should get. And if it's not getting the flow, the furnace won't fire, and if the furnace doesn't fire, the environment will not change. You'll be stuck with the same circumstances does that make sense to everybody? Yes. So see, that regulator becomes extremely important because that's your identity. That regulator is what tells you as that's coming through, it keeps that flow moving the right direction. It keeps that flow moving at a steady pace in, like it's supposed to. If it gets plugged up, so you get in a place where now you're questioning, does God really love me? I mean, I've had people, you know, they say, well, I'm believing God for a miracle. And I say, okay, does God love you? Well, I, I, I think he does. Yeah. Well, thinking he does isn't going to be enough. Right. i got to know that he loves me. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and so I've even said back to folks, I've said, well, look, how much, what would it take for God to prove that he loves you? What would it take? I mean, what do you have to have happen to you to know that someone loves you? You say, well, I need him to tell me. Okay, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. So obviously telling you isn't going to be enough. Right? 
We base love not just on what people say to us, but what people do to us. What people do to us. You know, believing God truly is a, is a very simple process. It really is. It's putting the right input in, getting the right word in your life, having the right identity, understanding who we are in Christ, what Christ has done for us, knowing that once we put that in. You know, the thing is, we have faith and we have the capacity. Everybody say capacity. All right. So like I, my furnace in my home is built, is put in there to deal with the capacity of my home. All right. It's not too small and it, you don't want too big or it'll do weird stuff to your system. So you, I have within me the capabilities, the capacity to believe God for miracles. You have that in you already. It's there. If you're fueling it with the right stuff, with the Word of God, then that furnace will fire off right in your life and it will eventually reach wherever you set your hope. Amen. You just got to be patient. Patient, excuse me. You have to be patient. Listen to this now again, this passage out of, out of, out of um, Hebrews where he talks about in the Amplified. Faith is the assurance. Faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, whatever that thermostat is set at, being the proof of the things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceives as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So if I'm in a room and things aren't, haven't changed yet, that doesn't mean they're not going to change. And it would be wrong for me to go over to the thermostat and start, start tearing the system out because it hasn't reached the circumstances that I'm believing for. I've got to let it do its work. I've got to let it do its work, and that's what faith does. So a couple of thoughts with this that I just challenge you about this morning. How much time are you spending in the Word? And when I say in the word, I don't just mean doing your daily Bible reading. I'm talking about meditating in the verses that God has spoken. Listen to what God said about his word. He said that in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, when he was talking with Joshua, he said, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate in it day and night that you will observe to do according to all that is written therein. And then you'll make your way prosperous and you will have good success so what did he just tell him to do if you want success and you want to prosper you've got to do what the word says to do the only way you'll be able to do what the word says to do is, is that you're going to have to put that word in your mouth and you need to make sure the only way you'll do that is by making sure that you don't let it depart from your sight keep that word in your mouth keep speaking it keep saying it keep speaking it over yourself and not just I'm believing God. That's not what I'm talking about. I want you to go verbatim what God has said in his word. Lord, you, uh, Matthew 8, 17. Lord, you sent your word and Lord, you gave us, you came for us. You carried away our sicknesses and diseases. This sickness and disease does not belong in my body because you already carried this away from me. Yeah. Amen. I was in a service of, uh, Friday night. I was talking to a young man. 
He's been diagnosed. He's only, I think he might have been 19 years old, diagnosed with uh, nine tumors in his throat, all on his thyroid, nine tumors. And, uh, and you could just see that, you know, that there was fear that was there. His sister was sitting with him, and, I mean, you could just tell that, they, they, that he was concerned, and uh, rightfully so. And I said, so I was just talking to him and listening to what he had to say. And I said, and have they determined these are cancers? And he said, yes, they've determined they are cancer. And I said, well, here's the word I got from you. And, and I want to just encourage you with is, is that, and of course, Matthew, Matthew 8, 17 is one of those verses. He carried away your diseases and carried away your sickness. This is a disease. You, don't, you should not have this in your body. Doesn't belong. Yep. And so I, I said, I didn't pray with him. I just spoke the word to him. And I said, so I just want to encourage you as you're standing on the word of God that you're going to trample on tumors. Yeah. You're going to trample on tumors. And, uh, and I said, I don't, this is not going to take you out. I'm just going to tell you right now. I could tell he had, you know, I don't tell everybody now, but. It, but I could tell he, his faith was right. You can tell when somebody has, when, they, when their faith is rising. And I said, you're going you're gonna to get, this, this is going to go away. You're going to get past it. It's all going to be okay. And whatever, however you choose to go through this process. But I'm just telling you, you're going to trample on tumors. Jesus, or Isaiah was said it like this. That he said, as the rain comes, he said, God spoke and said, my words are not your words. Listen, my words are not your words. So if you're putting the wrong words into the furnace, the furnace will not work. He said, my words are the ones that work, okay? So he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Because with my words, think about this now. With my word is my thought. You know, when God says something, he has his thought involved in what he said. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. My word, so here's how I'm going to give you my thoughts and my ways. I'm going to show you exactly how that happens for you. He said, as the rain comes down, the snow from heaven, it doesn't return. It waters the earth. It makes it to bring forth and to bud, to give seed to the sower, bread to the eater. He said, so is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not come back to me empty. It will not return void. It will produce the outcome it's supposed to produce. He said, it will not return to me empty. And then he goes on and says, it will accomplish what I desire. And it will prosper in the thing for which I sent it. And so here's the cool thing with that. Already what God has said carries his desire for you in it. Amen. It will accomplish what I desire. So I, uh, Psalm, 10, uh, Psalm 107. He sent his word and he healed us and delivered us from all our destruction. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Who forgives all my iniquities and heals all my diseases. Whatever's going on there, whatever battles I'm having, I don't, you, you say, yeah, but I, you know, I've done this to myself. That's why I have this problem. 
Well, look, if Jesus paid for your sin, because that's stuff you did, and he paid for your sickness because you did stupid stuff to your body, you don't have to earn the right to be healed, or do you have to earn the right to be saved? And that's really good preaching. Glory to God. So is your thermostat set? Where are we going here today? Where are you going? Where are you going? Is that thermostat set where it needs to be? Or are you just like that, that guy up in the, mount, up in the hills of uh, the UP? You just put a thermostat on the wall and turned it on and go, well, doesn't work. Doesn't work. God must not love me like he loves that guy down at the general store because it's not working. Maybe your regulator's plugged up. Maybe it's broke. Maybe you're wondering about where is the love? Where is, does God really care that much about me? You do not, listen to me now, you do not have to earn anything from God. He already made the choice to do what he's done. Provision's already been made. Hallelujah. God already wants you well. You have the right to be well because of Jesus. Not because of who, how, be careful now. We're not measuring. See, that's the danger of all of this is and the devil and our flesh will really do this to us to think that we measure our healing by what we do instead of we measure our healing by what Jesus did. If you could have healed yourself by doing the right things, you would have already done it. You're healed because you believe what the Word of God says. And you're standing on that Word. So, you know, you set the thermostat of your life. I'm believing God for healing, a miracle. Now what do I do? You stand. And having done all to stand, you just keep standing and you keep saying and you don't change. And when you're standing, what are you doing? You're making declaration of what God has already said. You're not going to over the whole system and going, it doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I had an individual I was praying for, uh, and I, 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 got, I got in their face about it. One, they just caught me at the wrong time, but... Uh, <laughs> And they, were, they said, well, I believe in God. And I said, no, you're not. I said, do you really believe that God wants you to have this? Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. He does it for others, but I'm not sure he'll do it for me. I said, well, look, you will not have your miracle until you stop calling God a liar. Because regulators busted or dirty, with stuff that doesn't belong in there. You've been throwing some bad fuel. That's what plugs it in urine. That's what plugs the regulator up, right? Bad fuel. The fuel's dirty. So you can't be running faith through... You can't be running the Word of God through your life with some other stuff. Your old traditional doubt and unbelief garbage that you've had in your life. It don't run. You can't keep running that through that regulator because it's just going to keep plugging the regulator up. I want to run the cleanest fuel I can run. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I want to run the cleanest stuff through my system 
the pure, unadulterated, unchanging Word of God. And even if my head goes, well, I don't know if I even understand that. doesn't matter what my head thinks about it. Faith doesn't come from the head. It comes from the heart. Your head's always going to tell you stuff and say stuff and think stuff and try to take you away. Your head's still tied to your carnal body. You've got to keep renewing your head all the time. Amen, Pastor. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Stand up with me if you would. So let's, let's, you know, let's do a technical thing here. Let God help us, okay? So I, I'm believing, Pastor, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not, I'm struggling, okay? I'm struggling with this. So let's, let's do the first thing. Where's your thermostat set? Second thing, let's go down in the basement or in the closet or wherever that's at in your life and let's look at that furnace. Is it running? Is it running? Is it working? So, well, no, no, it's not coming on. Let's go out to the fuel, to the regulator, and let's check that. Yeah. Let's see what's going on. I'm assuming this is the process that you guys go through. So, I know you have a lot more equipment than to do this, but let's check, let's check the flow. What's the flow like? Oh yeah, I can see there's a there's an issue there. What kind of fuel are you running into? Something, something. What's going on? Are you putting the word into your life? Are you really spending time in the word over your, especially what you're believing God for, especially what you're standing in faith with, for? I mean, do you got verses up on your mirror about your kids or about your health or, you know, do you have stuff you're keeping in your car that's in front of you all the time that every time doubt tries to get into your brain that you're just making a declaration of exactly what God said? Because you know how you need clean fuel running through your system. Does your regulator need cleaned out? Or do you need a new one? Do you need to see that God loves you so much we come to God from a place of love, not to get his love, for him to show us he loves us. We're already there, man. We're already there. Let's fire the fuel. Amen? Let's fire it in the faith system. Let's get it all moving the right direction. Because that's the way you change your circumstances. And having done all, now we stand because we know the system works. Amen? Amen. Bow your heads with me for just a moment. So Holy Spirit, I just ask you, Lord, I know everybody here has a different story, has different experiences they're dealing with, Lord God, different struggles that they're facing right now. And Father, I just pray today, Lord God, we have to have hope. We have to have hope, Lord. We have to, we have to set our hope at a level you said hope delayed, hope deferred, Lord, makes the heart sick. It makes our, our, the whole system, our heart fails because of a lack of hope. Father God, we set our, high, our hopes high because they're set in Christ Jesus who sits at the right hand of, in heaven for us, Lord, as our advocate. Lord, our hope is set as an anchor of our soul, as it said in Hebrews 6. Lord, we're secure in you. Father, I just pray that by divine revelation today, tomorrow, in the next couple of days, Lord, that as we are looking at our lives, are we really meditating in what you have said, or are we just mulling over the problem that we're dealing with, Lord God? 
Do we somehow think, Lord, there's a magic bullet or a magic pill or something out there, Lord God, that's other than what you've already told us from your word that's going to fix our problem? Or, Lord, are we looking at what you have said? Lord, I'm reminded this morning, and I just feel this is for somebody here, uh, that you're in the middle of a battle right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, and, it's, and it's working. It's, it's trying to bring fear. And uh, just like Jehoshaphat, they, you know, we always talk about how that they praised the Lord and God did a great victory. But the truth is, before they ever praised the Lord, they stopped what they were doing and stood still and looked to heaven. And uh, I, w- I just want to encourage you in the midst of this battle you're in, stop looking all around you for answers and start looking to heaven. Look to God and just say, Lord, guide me, show me, help me. I don't know. We don't, as, as Jehoshaphat said, we don't know what to do here in this situation. And then you spoke prophetically. And then they responded in faith and praised you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that you're speaking to the hearts of your people, Lord God. You're giving us wisdom and guidance. And so, Lord God, I just absolutely believe we're unlocking hope in our lives. We are not walking around, Lord, with a, with a, a hope that is not certain. We have a that is, we do not have an uncertain hope. We have a hope that is certain, that is in the anchor of Christ Jesus at the throne of God for us. And I thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. And all those agreed said, amen. amen. I'm going to ask our prayer team if you guys will come right now. And um, just go ahead and uh, get in your areas to pray here at the altar. And you know, maybe one of those areas we talked about here this morning, you're just like, yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm struggling. And uh, you know, these are, our, uh, these are our technicians here. These are people that are trained to help us through, you know, to maybe to even see things we wouldn't, we wouldn't see. We all have our limitations. We all do. And you have to know when it's time to call somebody that knows something more than you do, right? I mean, I could change the oil on my, but I'll call Bob Miller if something's going on. I don't know what to do. I'm not going to just keep saying, well, I'll just start tearing stuff apart and see what happens. Because you know what? I'm going to call Bob anyways in the end because I'm not going to know how to put it back together, right? So see, we need technicians, people like this here at the altar that can pray with us and believe God with us and stand in faith with us. And, you know, maybe one of those things just really hit you, the regulator or the the furnace or the, am I putting the word in? Or maybe you need some verses to help you as you're standing. Um, These guys can help you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Dakota?